to Bodega Nights and tonight on Bodega Nights we're trying something out with Miko and Paolo. Uh, this is probably the last time you're going to hear me for the rest of the evening. We're trying out third world gaming. Hey, so without further ado, Miko. Hey, I'm a gamer and I am a very strange one. And Paolo. Hey, please sponsor me, Sony. They're not going to. I buy, but you're not Prince William. He got he got a free one. Was it was it Henry who got the, like free PS4? No, no, the one that was mentioned was the was the prince who would probably be denied a PS4 by he, by his wife. So it's like all of them, right? Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, I don't know non prince who would get denied a PS4 by his wife. Yeah. No, wait, I, that, wait, I think no. that's actually that's an awesome thing. I think if you're like just a big thing, it's like I wait, my wife won't let me give me these things, so I'll just get it for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the PS4. Uh, uh, congratulations to Sony. Awesome launch. Uh, was One cool? million in North America alone. Really? Wait, that's just North America? North America alone. It did not launch in Europe yet. Uh, well, it didn't launch here. I mean, I you tried know, to make um, a... Actually, Asia is going to be getting the PS4 three days before Christmas. Oh, gosh. It's going to be like, you know, Black Friday sale right in the market, you know. I'm going to need to bring my bat. I'm, going, I'm probably going to need to equip myself with, like, skunk goop. I am not going to start. You're going to. <laughs> oh no no you know you probably should because er- because the moment I get in and out everyone's passed out. You just need to g- take a gas mask and you could just get yours yours right after me. I'm just gonna order one from Amazon. You know if it still exists. But really, I mean, uh, fantastic them and I was actually going to pre-order one in Data Blitz until I realized, wow, okay, consoles are a lot more expensive than <laughs> I used to remember this. Actually, rank about what thirty thousand right now for the console itself. I'm, I'm. Was that an? What did they say it was an Asian console or a U.S. console? They just told me a console. I mean, you know, you know how people are here. Like, yeah, is it this or this thing, uh, sir? It's uh, this much. Uh, I, I probably bother to clarify because I, I frequently check out, check on with uh, Play Asia. I don't watch their videos, but yeah, but you know the YouTube screen cap thing that shows the prices. Like that shows like some announcement from Play PlayAsia. One of the statements that they made was, if you ordered a US PlayStation now, it you'd probably be paying the equivalent of seven hundred fifty dollars. Still cheaper in Brazil. Is Brazil like twelve twelve hundred dollars? No, 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 fourteen. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, you know, you maybe, that was a, maybe it was a pre-order thing, and you had to like pay the balance. Then no, 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 that was pre-order. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't want to even go into how much it cost off the off the counter. Probably okay. one eight. You know there's going to be a PlayStation 4 black market there. You know, they're going to have the console. You're going to see guys in the streets. So, you want some games, man? Want some games? I got legit right here. Um, the black market already started the moment it went to the U.S. Do you really think all of those sales were just for the U.S. market? Uh, okay. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one thing I'm surprised. This happened. Was it Xbox or the older PlayStation that got hijacked? There was like a bus. There was a truck that I remember they had that got hijacked at one time. Uh, what was it? I can't seem to recall. Little truck, truck with the hijacking. The one I remember that truck hijacking was actually Call of was Call of Duty Modern Warfare three discs. And they must have been partially disappointed. Yeah. Yep. But I said, but hey, uh, Call of Duty Ghost, I think, is out right now. Uh, that came out a few days ago. Or yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Getting a mixture of responses. I mean, Infinity War did not make its statement of we're going to outsell GTA five. Yeah, that didn't happen. They didn't even outship GTA five. Which, they didn't outsell their older titles. They're what? What? I think it's only like one third of Black Ops Two. Yeah, I mean the only thing is, oh, we sold one million copies to people who are going to resell it anyway. No, we sold one million to retail. But you know, we sold those. 
And I actually looked at, I actually went on VG Charts, most unre unreliable site on the internet, um, for sales numbers for PS4 games. It's not looking good for Ghosts. Well, I mean, Ghost has this big problem. It has that stigma right now because, you know, EA's evil. EA, even though it's evil as this, Battlefield 4, yeah. amazing engine, amazing setup. It may have glitches, but hey, all these major games do. Yeah. And Infinity War, I mean, it hit the point where they're just kind of beating a dead horse with their system. I mean, the only thing I like about Call of Duty at this point is, you know, it's something I grew up with yeah. and I do have this nostalgic value to it. A uh, reason why I said was I'm a bit of a weird gamer is... As much of a hardcore gamer I am, I love 80s games, I love 90s games. Uh, my first console was an Atari 2600, and my very last console was a Dreamcast. No, I love you, Sega. What happened? I love you too, Sega, but seriously, get your... Get your seriously, Sega, get your, those, get your good Japanese games over already. What good Japanese games? I mean, yeah. last Sonic I remember was... I mean, Sonic Generation is nice. Um, I'm actually referring to some of the games they haven't brought out yet that people want. I've got, I'm talking like us. Uh, what was that? Fantasy Star Online? I'm also... Still alive? No, Fantasy Star Online too. Huh, okay. And also Yakuza 5. Wasn't Yakuza 5 ported though to the PlayStation? Or is that the... It never got... Um, Yakuza 3 and 4 were on the PS3. Yeah. Dead Souls was on the PS3. 5 was on the PS3, but it's stuck in Japan. <laughs> Japan. I have no idea why. It's like... like you. It's like if I say localization to a Sega employee's face, he's suddenly going to get cancer or something. Well, I mean, remember when they, Sega went crazy on YouTube about people using those videos from this really, really old game? Yeah, the Shining series, which they haven't really done anything with. Honestly, I never even knew that game existed until people started, you know, complaining about it. I... Like, what is this thing? The fact that I cannot see it online now makes me want to know more. I probably won't really play it that much, but no, I want to know. I... Is it something so secretive that, no, if they knew Sega's chance of revival is just completely gone? It's like their holy grail. I only found out about the game while looking for um, Saturn stuff. Yeah, the Saturn. It? And Genesis and ROMs. Ge okay, uh, yeah, r actually ROMs. I mean, that's... ROMs is one of those weird things right now where yeah. people say, you know, you should not buy ROMs. You should... You, you can only get them only if you actually own the game. Or if you... Or basically, you can't just don't download ROMs at all. But I mean, this is coming from the, you know, as we say, the third world. Uh, There's something we're popping on top a few times would be like... A, Less than legal purchases. Yeah. Uh, ROM downloads that may not be of, you know, the most morally upright reasons. Yes, I've I've known, so I've known a number of instances of this happening. It's a little too close to home, I must say. I'm just gonna say that it's way too close to home, man. Way but just so you guys home. know, I mean, when we were growing up. When you had like five games for your console, you were the man. You had like the most games like in the next like three, four blocks. You had 20 and they were going to like worship you. I remember when the PlayStation came out, it came out, you got the console and it, okay, you can have like 20 games free. And this mind boggled, like 20 games? I have more games than I can count on my fingers. That's insane. I mean, because I got that was, you know, the old Game Boy and Sega games where you had one to a hundred games, even though it's like what no, no, twenty of the exact no, no, same game over and over again. No, 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 not one to a hundred. I've encountered one to five hundred. So, like, how many versions of Tetris did you get? 
I'm probably five, but I also recall getting this weird Pokemon game called Pokemon Jade version. It was weird. It was actually kind of like a weird hybrid between Pokemon and Digimon. You captured your poke. I, I I forgot how you captured your Pokemon. You the way you bring them onto the fight is like you call them with cell phones, and like there was constant. Prof- hey. And there was constant mention of profanity from the ca- from all the characters. Hey, they predict the future. Kids gonna call things and just gonna start swearing like crazy. <laughs> My gosh, those guys! Hey, I mean, back in our day, you know, when you were a kid, you didn't swear. I mean, when you like bumped into someone, you were very apologetic. I mean, recently when I was dropping by Yala, you see kids could just genuinely care less. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I saw a lot of these kids was it was payday. It was so I figured, hey, I'm gonna check out a Yala. I had to leave work a little early. I thought, hey, I'm going to grab some games. And yeah, you see all these kids, they're complaining. Oh, gosh, there are not so many games. I'm looking at this wall, about 40, 50, 80 games available. These were legit games. Yeah. And they're saying, there's nothing to play. I'm like this, wow. When I was a kid, I was so happy when the store had like 20 titles to choose from. I was just happy to just get a game. Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, the magical Christmas day, Christmas morning. <gasps> Did I get something from Santa Claus? Yes, I'm going to finish this this afternoon. You're looking at the guy who was happy to f- play and finish. Um, gosh, I'm actually saying the Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah, I got Pokemon Snap, and I finished that like two hours after I got in Christmas. There, yeah, but but at least Snap was well, somewhat good. Yeah, I mean it's Pokemon, but you know, I was playing it, you just kind of realize I'm a Pokemon voyeur. I'm just there watching you do your thing. Come on, come on, fill the camera, fill the camera. Did you see a Togepi hatch? I think I did. I mean, I, I got. There were no achievements back in the day, but I'm pretty sure if there was, I will just 100% this thing. Yeah, because wait, you caught you caught the picture of me already. Oh, yeah. But really, I mean, that game, I was just playing it like, why was this awesome? Why did I want this? <laughs> it like, no, I wasn't really the smartest kid. I mean, at that time, any kid that time was Pokemon was the thing. Uh, you had to have Pokemon everything. I had the cards, the comics, the TV show. So Pokemon Snap, hey, this seems awesome. I kind of regretted it, you know, like, I was happy I got, but, like, three days later, I was like, what do I do with this now? I just going around taking pictures of Pokemon, just trying to get a better score with pictures that made no sense. I mean, right now, everyone takes photos, everyone's a photographer now. <laughs> Jao's laughing, he knows why. Yes, yes. You know, you want to, like, set up, you have to make sure it's properly oriented. Pokemon set? No, no. How much of that Pokemon can you stick in that screen? Can you get to the borders? Yeah, okay, you're gonna get, like, a thousand points for that. <laughs> Oh, properly set up, properly with the rules of three and everything. No, I'm always going to get 200 points for that. I don't care about this background. I want to see that Pokemon. And you'll see Professor Oak is just so happy about these close-up shots. And so as I grew up, I started realizing I played the game again. Uh, my N64, I'm miraculously still alive. It's still alive? Hey, hey, hey. old school consoles, they, they live. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. Not like my Wii. I'm in my third Wii. Wait, you had an Wii? No, no, no. Wii. Wii. Oh. I, I, I still have some dignity left. Alright, how many... So all of the Wii's are dead? No, no, no. The third one's still alive. The first two died. The first one died because apparently if it tips over, it can kind of die. Wait, did you mount it vertically? Yeah. Wait, so you're trying to say that your Wii died for the opposite... Re- for the same but opposite reason why the Xbox One could die? You no, couldn't... no, it didn't read Red Ring. I mean... No, no, an X- no, Xbox One. It's like, here's the thing. Microsoft will tell you, put the Xbox One vertically at your own risk really uh, yeah they, they they constantly mentioned that i think it's something about parts falling off parts falling off inside 
Uh, guys, I mean, I remember my Sega when I was playing it. You know, you know how it's like, all the controls back then were all wired, so they're connected to the console. I remember one time I yanked on it, and my Sega came off the desk. It was hanging by the cords. Crap. And you know what? The game was still running. Crap. I was kind of like, in Silver pushed it back. I was still gaming. My Wii, I was playing. It tipped over because I think it was my dog. I think it was like, kind of running around. It was kind of like amused by me just jumping around playing. <laughs> they like kind of whacked it and just tipped. Then suddenly the game just stopped. And I was like, okay, it's gone. I tried to restart it. It just wouldn't run. I'm like, you're kidding me. My old console demanded like so much attention, not because it was weak, just to get, you just want, you know, do things for me. Or you're not going to play stuff. Yeah. You have to get down your knees just to make that thing work. You have to praise it. This new one, if you just lightly tap it, apparently they die. Dang. And I'm just looking at this. Like, this is crazy. I mean, I thought I'm paying a good amount of money for this. I mean, we, unlike the US where you probably have like a number of consoles growing up, we were happy to have like two to three. I mean, I had the Atari, which then became the Famicom, which then became the Sega Genesis. I never really had like multiple consoles. I want to play multiple consoles like the Nintendo. I went to my cousin's house or I went to a friend's house. Basically, the only basically you could only have one console at a time. Well, that'd be one console at a time. It's not like you want to you second. You got to sell your you got to sell the Famicom. Well, yeah. Well, basically, like if we if we have to go by the definition of game of gaming per generation, you'd only have one console of that generation. Yeah, essentially. I mean, I well, the Famicom was not the SNES, so yeah, technically it was. Second gen, my first, the first gen Atari, well, Atari's coming, it's like transitionary. Yeah. Then I had the, I actually did have a Saturn. Uh, I only had three games, Golden, a- uh, Golden Age, which was fun. I had uh, some sort of pool game that it came free. Okay. And I had, gosh, it was a really good port of the game. I forgot which one. It's uh, considered one of the best arcade ports to the Saturn. It was a fighting game. I do not recall it because I played the pool game a lot more just because it, yeah, the pool game was fun. <laughs> pool. Hmm. That must have been a really good pool game. I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a great bonding thing with my parent, with my dad because you no, know, uh, when I was in Famicom, we played racing games. Mm. But my dad, you no, know, growing up, he played you no know, billiards a lot. Now I was a short, now I was a short kid. You no, know, I could not really play billiards with my dad. I could barely see over the, you no, know, pool table. But okay. we played this. Hey, yeah, got fun. We played all these things. I learned all these new things, and I apparently learned how to gamble at some point. <laughs> <laughs> really. But you no know, gambling. I think that one came out more from uh, RPG games. Really? I I played a lot of games. I mean, again, uh, when the ROMs and the questionable games came out, it just exploded. I mean, PlayStation. I loved it just because I could suddenly get a lot more games for my price. I mean, the Sega games back then were like sixty dollars. Same with Nintendo, forty sixty dollars. Uh, the questionable games were essentially well, I could get. What else is we could get like two for hundred sometimes. You could get... There was a time you could get one for 50. Yeah, two for 100. <laughs> oh, no, I think... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, crap. Oh, wait, no. I actually think I recall seeing... I have no idea where. I saw saw PC games worth 30. So was that the game that no one ever touched? Uh, no, apparently... Was the, this like, you know, the really old Microsoft Flight Simulator that just no one wanted? No, apparently they were selling mods on discs. Oh gosh, yeah, the old days where mods, expansion packs came in discs, where DLCs no didn't exist. <laughs> uh, mo- wait, that- and games did not need patches; they oh. just worked. Oh, and by the way, the thing about the mod I got that one was a, a user-made mod. By the way, okay, I've never seen that. I've never seen user. It was for mods Red Alert too. Which one? It like, was for. It was, it was for what was the mod called. It 
didn't have it. Wait, wait. I have the disc somewhere over there. Um, but it was some weird Red Alert two thing that gave you th these weird vehicle, these weird vehicles when soldiers and and heck, they even gave you Red Alert one vehicles and okay. stuff. Like um, but the weird, the thing that weirded me out the most with that with that mod was the fact that the there was these things called tech. Tekka soldiers. These were like the like the Soviets. They got dark Tekka soldiers, and the Allies got Tekka soldiers. They just were like, so you know, which one's evil? Apparently, <laughs> basically, it's like Remember, they back in the Cold War days. Back then, no anything Russian was evil. Like it was now, about... it just seems to be Putin at times. Yeah, it's like <sighs> it was. These were like big ish guys in supposedly techno suits throwing out electro. Bomby balls. So it was weaponized dubstep before it was a thing. Um, I don't know. It like struck a chord with me because back in the day I was watching this thing called Techno Man, which is like the English dub of Techoman Blade. Although for me, I guess, I guess at that time when we were kids, if it wasn't CD, I mean, I never knew that uh, user-made mods exist in CD. I assumed if it was a CD, it was legit, and they actually worked on it. But actually, Thomas, see, this is actually that we, I was telling you about uh, when I was going to Yala, where I had this really weird like uh, setup, like made me realize, oh gosh, I'm old. Uh, I was actually going. I was payday. I was looking for some stuff, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy some games. You know, I got a good paycheck, so I figured I'm gonna go around look for some games. I went to Data Blitz, and I was looking around. Hey, they have the Diablo Two Battle Chest. And I remember wasting so much time playing Diablo 2 in high school and well, again in college. I thought, hey, I want to get this. But my, my, my usual habit is when I get any PC game or Mac game, because I'm also a Mac gamer, <laughs> I have to check the requirements. But I'm thinking, gosh, this thing was made far before the 2000s. So I'm going to rock this thing. But no, just, for, just to humor myself, I'm going to look at the requirements. Now I get the box. Oh, can I check the requirements? Okay. Because uh, you need 64 MB virtual RAM. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you need at least 1.5 gigs of space in USB. I can install this game into my USB. You need it's this thing, this thing. I think, I'm going to rock this. Then it goes to the end. You need fours, and this has four CDs to load it. And then it just stops. Like, my computer does not have a CD-ROM drive. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stopped there, and I just felt like, I was gonna purchase it. I mean, this lady was pretty much ready to like ring up my order. Then I had to tell her, "Ma'am, what? I'm sorry. Why? I just realized I'm a little retarded. Like, wh what? What means, sir? I do not have a CD-ROM drive. I don't even remember the last time I placed a CD into my computer. Wait, yeah. Let's say it said CD. I mean, right now we use DVD games. These four CDs could have just been one DVD, or you know. Yeah. And just realized I don't have a CD thing. I and all my you games don't have a disc drive. Yeah. And all these times, my, most of my games, again, I go to the Steam store, I go to the App Store, I download and personal games. I mean, the last time I honestly remember putting a CD in and seeing the install button, gosh, I was college and that was Diablo 2. I really realized, oh my gosh, what happened? The way I used the game is gone. I am now an old man. I talk about cartridge games and my nephew kind of looks at me like, what's that? I know it's before CDs, you had cartridges. Like, how does it work? Oh, you put it in there, then it just starts working. Okay. Uh, so how like how long were the games? Oh, no, you could finish them in the afternoon. Why would you play that? And it's like, oh my gosh, how to explain this to them? Uh, you see, back in the day, uh, 
you just kept replaying the old. You just kept replaying the games you had. Why don't you get a new one? Uh, and it's like, oh my god! So my my nephew. I mean, I grew up with just five games. My nephew has like what? Your, maybe even yours has like well, your cousins have like two hundred plus games on their iPad, on their Android, on everything. Yeah. I mean, right now where games are like you can get themselves one dollar. Yeah, and where you could get stuff games for free off of certain services. Heck, I mean, I found pirate games cheaper than the current games right now. Uh, more expensive than the current games right now. And for my nephew, okay, he doesn't will... understand like if you finish it, just get a new one because you could. Oh, you know, you can get them for free, like. You see, when I was a kid, if you got games for free, either they are given to you or you probably took it from someone. <laughs> Dang. So I was realizing, yeah, my nephew, lost of the New Generation, does not understand the value of good, of uh, not really good games, but uh, the work applied to it. I see right now the patches and all these things. Back then, you know, if your game was buggy, either they were forgiving or you just bombed. Yeah. I mean, uh... There was a number of older games, like uh, Notorious Games. One being, I think you remember this one, was talked about a number of times before, was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde video yeah. game for the SNES. Uh, which NES. Had, NES, which had the biggest glitch, which was your weapon does nothing. You know, it's one of those things that you... I don't know why they never noticed that during the first playthrough. They didn't really understand the value of it, but, you know, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not that old guy saying, you don't know the value of things because you have all this stuff. No, I mean, I understand it's a whole different level of things, but again, I mean, how they're seeing games and how, like, uh, people in the first world sees it, it's still different. Yeah. I mean, one thing I still appreciate about our area is we still can't afford multiple consoles. My nephew still has essentially just one console in place, which is the Wii. Uh, we do have an Xbox, but honestly, it's my sister using it for dancing games because, you know, Connect. I really have no idea what games you play with that. Let side. me guess, she's, uh, is she actually using it? Let me guess, is she using it for exercise? Isn't that the thing now, you know, where video games became exercise tools? No, no, no. Actually, that thing kind of died down in the, in recent years. The only one actually trying to... The only guy... The only, Here's the thing. The only guy is actually trying to push it was Nintendo. Well, the Kinect also had that the yeah, dancing game. Remember the Star Wars dancing game? Yeah, but in recent years, Microsoft doesn't actually... In like in like the in the immediate time right now, Microsoft hasn't actually been extolling the virtues of Kinect. Not true. I mean, Nintendo really was the biggest motion thing during last E3. <laughs> uh, motion control. You were bad in the eighties. You were bad in the nineties, and you're still kind of bad now. Please understand us, gamers. No matter what generation, no matter what age. Want to sit on the couch? At the very, at the, I'm just so simply going to say this, say, say this to you. We, despite the fact that I am pretty certain that I'd have issues with your, with your use of waggle, I still like you. You still have I because I because I've actually I dug through your library. You have, you. If I ever had the chance, I'm just gonna say this. You have all. You have a lot of games that I would like. Except Call of Duty 4 for Wii. Seriously, that thing was horrible. Actually, some... Actually, my... Uh, well, my cousin would actually beg to differ. Your cousin's special, ain't he? Well, <laughs> well, actually, a lot of people have this... For some... Have this for some weird reason. A preference for using... Games mm, with bad controls? No. Motion devices for aiming. For a number of them, they actually say it, make, it makes the gameplay feel better. No, it's better when it works. I've tried it on the Kinect. I've tried it on the Wii. Lots of them just seem to mess up. I, from what I hear, except for arcades. I mean, the arcade ones are pretty cool. I, from what I know, a number of the move, a number of the move capable games actually worked out 
somewhat well. But actually, this, actually also talking about the arcade thing, I'm glad the arcade somehow did not die. Because yeah. that was a big fear for what they thought with all these new consoles and interconnectivity with social media that they thought the arcade was going to die and the new arcade was, you know, the GameSpy arcade, the Steam things. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Live, that's what it's called. Yeah. And PS something. PSN. Yeah. These were supposed to be new things and the arcades were a thing of the past. I'm glad they're still around. I'm glad you still see actually, young kids playing there. Actually, in, actually, it's kind of it's kind of evident in a lot of places in a similar situation as ours like even internet cafes it's amazing they're still around well we we kind of we kind of grew up in a gaming culture that well encourage you to game with close friends this is because our internet even till today is still well below the international standard when we got a hundred GPS, when we had the hundred uh, Mbps connection, we felt so awesome. Then Google comes out with their one gig connection, somehow making ours feel so small and minuscule. Ah, nuts! I honestly felt awesome because I was get, I'm getting ready for Elder Scrolls Online. I thought, okay, I got a hundred Mbps connection. I'm gonna get a setup computer, a new Mac. I'm gonna rock. Then I see Google. They're like, well, suddenly my idea that I will now be the one in ping. No, I'm going to still be that slowest guy there. I'm going to be that guy moving. Oh, God, I'm stop animation. I'm going to... I'm, I'm dead. Wait. The one GBPS in, uh, for Google, right? Yeah, it's only $70 a month. Now you're just reminding me that somewhere in Japan... Uh, somewhere oh, Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, they, they have, have the two GBS two GBPS for $50. $50. It's a connection so fast, most computers don't even understand it. Dang. It's that fast? Yep, and here we are, you know, enjoying the average speed of 3 Mbps, and we're rocking it hard with the yep. simplest games we can manage. <laughs> but I think that's also the nice thing about the third world thing is we're happy what we have, and we immediately yeah. see quality. We get rid of lots of shovelware. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. We do not promote shovelware here just because we can't really afford too much things. We cannot, we go, sort through all this junk. The only things we end up getting are things that are overly hyped. Yeah. I mean, there are a number of overly hyped games, especially movie games. Yeah. The only reason my nephew buys movie games at this point is because, honestly, it's like, what, three, four bucks. So it doesn't hurt. Not back in the day. Remember those old movie games that cost us like 2,000 pesos? I never went through that because if it was a movie game, either I got it for, well, I got it through means. (laughs) And, or I was just given they were just given to me like the hercules game on the play on the playstation was like part of a 50 disc set of games i was given okay i thought it was like a you know one of 50 like had done this is like no hercules part one to part 50 no 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 i was for some reason you know the entire odyssey for some reason i was given like a whole bunch of games over the course of three months I think 30 of them came in Christmas. Wow, and I was happy to have like one, two games in Christmas. <laughs> but I mean, that's one thing. Shovelware doesn't seem so apparent here. The only real shovelware that comes up here are the usual Counter-Strike knockoffs, LOL knockoffs, Dota knockoffs, and every other knockoff for online gaming, which is just designed to steal your money. I'm sorry, I do not at all approve of buying in-game items that you rent. If I'm paying real money for a digital item, I better keep it. It's not like a rent-a-car. It's not like someone else needs to use this thing. 
Actually, if you're trying to recall, if you're trying to refer to, I'm pretty certain part of that is referring to mercenaries online. Oh no, mercenaries online was so awesome. My one of my friends introduced to me that hey, this is so cool. And I saw items. Hey, okay, I'll purchase this rent. And just gonna like, why am I renting ones and zeros? Um, actually, the thing is, I know a friend. Um, I know a friend. He told me that with that that there's actually some there's an exploit you can do with the system that if you do the exploit you actually keep the items. But isn't that just crazy? The fact that you're paying for something, yeah, but and you have it, to essentially glitch the game, and you know if you yeah. glitch it, they're probably gonna take it away from you, and lots of them are going to you know drop down the banhammer. Actually, this is actually that I'll be honest. This is coming from a friend of mine who did who hasn't who hasn't been banned yet. Okay, it's yet. It's coming. Then again, the gen. Then again, I remember your friend. Your friend mentioned this. With that game, the general habit is once you get to a certain level, start a new character. Yeah, I mean that's also a problem with some of these games. Mercenary, I mean, was really nice, but the biggest problem with lots of shooter games is once you do hit top level, there's really nothing more you can do. I mean, Call of Duty tried to fix that with the prestige system. Uh, Battlefield tried to fix that by just having such a really slow way of leveling up. Yeah. Like, no, I just made it work. It's like, okay, if you want this, you're going to have to work. I'm still waiting for EA to have the, you could work your, you know, you could work for like uh, 200 hours. Or no, you could, you know, pay a dollar and you can get this tactical nuke. Well, this, that's funny because I was, I was actually expecting them to microtransaction Battlefield 4. And for some odd reason, they haven't yet. No, they're going to. You know how? Remember that gigantic tower that crashes the game every single time, right? They're gonna patch it to fix that. Pay a dollar to crash. No, 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 the no. Top. They're gonna like patch it up, and within the patch, you know this. I mean, everyone's done this. Microsoft and Mac and a bunch of people. Okay, we're gonna patch it up, and among all these things, in the patch notes, you know this one new thing they're probably gonna add that's just gonna mess mess you up. Okay. Like the latest one from Microsoft, which included a download of the new Internet Explorer set, Internet Explorer, which. Honestly, I haven't you. The last time I used was just for government stuff because apparently government believes everyone still uses Internet Explorer. Okay. Really, I, I was trying to file for my tin. Uh, this is like a number of years back. They said you have to use Internet Explorer. Like, w- why? Well, because it doesn't recognize anything else. What? W- what? What? You couldn't get Google Chrome. You couldn't get Mozilla. You couldn't get anything else. Now, I'm pretty sure AltaVista somewhere might still be alive, and I would probably still prefer to use that. Dang, man, dang. Seriously? Yeah. They were... Re- oh. oh, there's a there's a third world Linux topic there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Something about how Microsoft doesn't adhere to open standards, very proprietary, and then they sell it to governments. So governments can't use the technology that is of open standard because they get a really big discounted price on Microsoft's products. Don't you love how Microsoft pushed it? Oh, the system has to be open so everyone can tweak it. Except government. We're going to close that thing up. No, Microsoft is very closed. Really? Compared, yeah. to, compared to Linux. But that's a third world Linux topic. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> and there you hear Zhao. He's still in the room. He's watching still- us in the corner. Kind of like... What was that small guy from Hobbit? Not the Hobbit. The guy with the ring. Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. You know, he's there. You know, my precious Linux. He's I thought. There. I thought it was. Go- I thought he. I thought you would equate him to Batman, like Ben Affleck Batman, or, <laughs> well, Kevin Conroy Batman. I w- I wanted to say Christian Bale. Then I realized that he only comes out at the night and has a dog voice. 
What kind of dogs do you listen to? Oh gosh. I live with a dog that screams whenever she meets strangers. And that's what you think Christian Bale Batman sounds like. No, no, no. Christian Bale Batman sounds like a hybrid of a of a mastiff and a hyena. And welcome to the off tangent segment. Uh, follow us on channel14.com and stuff so uh, if you made it this far this is the off tangent segment and while I go to the bathroom I'll let Miko and Paolo go at it he thinks we're going to talk about stuff, but we're really going to talk about him and what we think about his polo. It's checkered. And you know what else is checkered? Chess. And who plays chess? Nerds. So then we can equate he is trying to cause the apocalypse. That's how logic works, right? Um, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, it's like the equivalent of causing a velociraptor. By taking a bird, and taking a lizard, and taking a slice of pizza, and then throwing them at a toaster that's been in a freezer for um, six minutes, six seconds, and six milliseconds. Okay, you gotta stop watching Jurassic Park. Anyway, yeah, but uh, besides you know, the usual major things, the gaming side being the off-time section, uh, I guess you guys are really aware that lately we've had a number of calamities in the last 30, 40 days. I mean, we've had what? We've had, a we had an earthquake. Then uh, about a week or two later, we had a major typhoon. And we in the Cebu area, we had what people consider a tornado, which honestly is just really, really strong winds. It wasn't as... It was not the trailer park tornado. The only thing it did was make it hard to close doors. And completely kind of wiped out a temporary amusement park that should have been gone for like last year or something. Really? Yeah, I remember that uh, St. Something uh, amusement park near Park Mall. Oh, that one. That Oh, yeah, that one should have been gone in a few months. Yeah, the tornado made sure it was gone. But yeah, that one there, we had Yolanda. We also had in some other areas, we still had a number of aftershocks. But, yeah, but uh, of course, uh, we've been busy with a number of things. The first part, Earthquake, was the first relief efforts. Then followed by it, uh, Yolanda, which we had relief efforts of different things. And we thank the international crowd and national crowd for sending your help. Uh, Cebu kind of asked also maybe you can send us some stuff. Because apparently we gave out so much relief goods that we are going to end up starving soon. <laughs> there are going to be lots of hungry college students looking for some ramen. Thank you, thank uh, thank you, international community. I just hope that you could maybe just set aside, like, you know, a little bit. You know, college students need to eat too. Sooner or later, these college students will probably also be losing their minds. We don't want the equivalent of zombies in our colleges. And imagine, without them, you won't have anyone working in Starbucks. Or 7-Eleven. Or McDonald's. You know, the doctors can get too far at times. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for the support, and uh, yeah, we're... Doing a lot to help things. I mean, uh, Jow's back from the bathroom. He has the checkers right on. Uh, I think each one of us already did some little bit help too. We did some donations. Some of us did repacking. Some of us went on the ground. Uh, I think, Jow, you were up north actually during the storm. Weren't you, weren't you in like that? Uh, the you in the now that time? No. Really? Oh, okay. Was the earthquake? Oh yeah, it was oh. the earthquake. You were there. Oh, yeah, and you so thought it was you, your dad trying to wake and you up then, or something. And then you noticed people outside. <laughs> And so you had to then just rush out because 
Earthquake. So where were you during Yolanda? At home, dude. <laughs> okay, and I guess you're the same here. Yeah. Actually, I remember I got text from Zhao asking, you know, how I was, and what did I do? I don't read text him back anything. I take a photo of myself and send it to him. Am I telling why would I do that? Well, during the peak of the storm in Cebu City, I was in the coastline. I was dealing with 150 kilometer per hour winds simply to make sure that uh, a number of foreigners do not go to the beach. If you remember, I am also part of a hotelier, so I have to make sure that uh, a number of curious Europeans don't go in front there and wonder, what is this typhoon? I want to see it up close. And I am not kidding. I saw five Frenchmen ordering beers in the restaurant watching the storm come in. Um, and we had to physically stop a Russian from swimming in the beach during the height of the typhoon. So basically, so basically it has become apparent to a lot that a number of Europeans, Europeans turn into storm chasers when a typhoon is imminent. Apparently so, but you know, you see everyone else, like the Asians, oh, they know what's happening and they ain't going out. Yeah. But these guys, gosh, I mean, we, they, and they could not understand why we had to prevent them from going to the beach. Uh, I had to go to the beach to protect that and also to survey the ongoing damage. I remember actually walking in a certain area, I caught it on film, I saw a bit of GI sheet fly about five feet in front of me. That's... And that kind of told me, I better not walk further forward at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You probably shouldn't. You, you, thankfully, you did not. But you know, luckily, uh, we did not get a brunt of the storm. I mean, we were hit, but the real reason the wind was bad for my area was it's a coastline, so wind always Jenny is bad. Yes. Uh, lots in Cebu, Jenny it was up north. In other areas, it was Leyte, Samar, uh, Camotes. I think even Camotes was kind of hit, right? Camotes was hit. Um, let's see. Also, Capi Capiz was hit. Um, so I think somewhere in northern Albay. Yeah, we're not making up these names. I mean, just because you just heard Tacloban or Mok, Cebu, there are a number of places. Uh, if you do want to send support, I mean, please remember there are other areas that do need the help too. Like uh, like also northern Palawan and the Coron Islands. And, you know, just are anyone else who might not be from here, if you are here, amazing. How did you find us? Uh, Leyte is not just Ormok and Tacloban. There are actually a number of other places. There are a number of towns in in Leyte that, well, let's just say they haven't exactly gotten the help they needed yet. And to those who just did find us, check out the other, you know, check out the other podcast. You'll be, find those far more entertaining and a lot less downer. Yes, 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 yes. So, and then what relief work you guys did, have been doing? I mean, uh, just to let these people know that they're actually, these things are actually going. They're, it's not being stolen by DSWD and being repacked. <laughs> let's see. Let, let's see. Um, I was doing doing my part in a lot of our repacking activities one it's not the SWD, right it was like no <laughs> um well one of well i don't know where the Cebu chambers how the Cebu chambers sending their repacking effort but that was the one i was part of uh, yesterday they, um helped repack some goods goods for people there um then i also was part of a repacking in done by by my my dad's company because we were trying to also send uh, help to uh, Ormok because at the time Ormok was being overlooked and I think this was also around the same time that most of the coverage was Takloban, Takloban, Takloban 
what else did I do? I also pulled money from my own pocket to buy relief goods for a f for the family of a friend of mine in Dan Bantayan. He specifically asked me for some supplies. I made sure he, that his uh, relatives would got some extra water, some bread, and some sardines. Why? And and See, the um, college diet it can feed so much people. In times of need, the o the only thing to know. Oh, is not whether is not the kind of food it is, but whether or not it is food. Yep, that's truth right there. College students, you know the pain they're going through. You know that they have these things. They have lost everything, except unlike you guys, now you can go back home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for all the support. Uh, Jao, I mean, what have you got? What have you been doing these things? I mean, it'll quiet because you know this. We're kind of do our thing, but no, we want to hear from you too. Yeah, dude. Uh, the company went to Dan Bantayan. <laughs> packing and then distributed up north it's like again north of Cebu got no love from anybody so. oh yeah I mean people when they hear Cebu they think it's Cebu City that was hit yeah I mean I hear like some people asking is Cebu City still there is it everything standing and I says yes I'm actually in the mall right now the thing yeah Cebu City is fine it's but northern Cebu that's where it's happening and yeah, I mean, uh, lots of uh, my team, uh, we actually deal with lots of relief work when we're not doing our usual stuff. Uh, we did relief work for the earthquake. We did relief work for actually even on Doi, Sendong, yeah. lots of the older stuff. Uh, the one I was assigned to, we were assigned to logistics for handling goods going to Leyte and up north. Then when I actually got my feet on the ground, I my unit was deployed to Dan Bandayan. Uh, right there, yeah, you could we could already see the mound destruction, and it's not a pretty sight. I mean, you see cement structures with rebar bent at ninety degree angles. You see the majestic mango trees snapped in the middle. You see power pole after power pole falling down. Masses of coconut trees are on the ground, but miraculously, the sugar cane's still alive. Diabetics, I'm sorry. So apparently. <laughs> Wait, so you're trying to tell me that... Well, the sugar fields are still standing. I mean, I was surprised. Wait, the farmhouses were gone, but the sugar fields, oh, they are alive and well. Oh, gosh. It's like the sugar The sugar is like after the diabetics for some reason. <laughs> but I was honestly surprised, and I'm glad, because this is the livelihood of a lot of people. So I'm glad it's still up. I was honestly survived, surprised it was still up. It's a good thing that at least a number of cops are still surviving. Mm -hmm. It's because... As far as I know, the farmers are some of the hardest hit by this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they for them, the farm is everything. When they lose that, it's really hard. Uh, that's why yeah. in your leaf goods, if you do want to send more, right now we are actually transitioning besides food. They actually do need building material. Uh, a very common thing is four-inch, one-inch nails. These are the finishing nails just to assemble things. Tarps are actually very useful right now because they can just use to build temporary shelters while they're building other things. Uh, if you know any group that's looking to build housing stuff, I mean, they could use the donations right now. Food, water, these things are always a necessity thing. But right now, we they need to get their lives back in order. And no, they needed homes. They need place to work. They need jobs at this point. I mean, those things are great. And do remember there are other places. Because these areas you went to, these are bears completely forgotten. I mean, I've seen places where there has been no running water until today. I know places. I've also known places that 
lack f that completely lack food and access to and are already losing their water supply and to those guys on the ground who want to go on the ground uh Please make sure you have an organized system of delivering goods. If you're not part of an NGO or part of government, please make sure you have a good system. Don't be that crazy person throwing supplies from your truck as you're going around, acting like you're just going to make it rain with food. Uh, that... that's, that's, that's actually really dangerous. I mean, uh, it's great that you're throwing bread to the people, you know, let them eat cake and all, but... <laughs> Um, uh, not the safest thing. I mean, these people will be scampering for it, and some of this thing does end up bouncing on the road, and they won't care. I mean, even if the road is active, they will run for that food and grab it. Uh, we've actually, our driver just had to just dodge these things quickly just to make sure we didn't hit anyone. And also, relief workers who's ever planned to volunteer, I thank you for coming in there. But also remember that, uh, the systems that there is an organized system to how to distribute these goods, just because you're not giving it to every single person who asked for it, you're not being a bad person. I mean, right now, some people who have given, they felt bad that someone came up to them asking for something and all the supplies generally have names on them, right? I mean, they have to go specific people, not because these people are rich or, you know, or like they have some sort of influence. Lots of these things, the, the coupon system, these are the people who are heaviest hit. Lots of people coming for you for food. Yeah, I mean, it's a disaster. It'll happen. But you're not. You're just not not giving to these people, not because you're being mean, not because you're being bad, but because you know that uh, there has to be a system to things. Once you give to this one person, they're going to have a horde coming towards you. And I've seen that. I mean, I was actually... It might have not been the smartest thing. I mean, I had a huge bag of candies. I and mean, it's Halloween, so, you know, we had, like, extra candies. So, yeah, yeah, I'll bring a bag okay. of candy. Then, you know, during the relief operations, when we're going around, I'll just, you know, get out candy. Yeah, uh, at least we were smart enough to make sure when we do give candy, it was away from the major centers. My gosh, I remember I went down, I saw a group of 12 kids. Oh, hey, I'll give them some candy and things. That 12 kids quickly became 15, 20, 30, and that was in a span of about 7, 8 seconds. Suddenly, you know, kids came from everywhere. And then I saw older people coming in saying, oh, this is for my son. This is for my nephew. Okay, okay. Then since within a moment of 30 seconds, I had to keep looking to my left because that was the closest town center. In 30 seconds, I saw a group of about 30 to 40 people running my direction. Running. I remember uh, our guy in the truck. The first thing he did was scream at me and say, run, get in the truck. <laughs> Drop the candies and run. <laughs> They go take everything. Just run in the back. And guys, these guys can run. I mean, they were. I was a good hundred meters away from them. They cover that thing, you know, like a Kenyan runner. Kenyans. So please have good systems. These things. Thank you for your donations. And take note, there is a transition now. And thank you. And yes, we are all okay. I think what's the term? The fourteen faithful. Is that that's what we're calling these people? We're calling the like ten people listening to us right now. <laughs> yeah. Three of them are here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, then where's the other one guy? Because that's thirteen. Oh, that's more. Oh. Than yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for the support, and we hope that this will be kept on for maybe another few months because some of these areas, like especially down Bantayan, I think they're gonna take what two months to refully recover. Tacloban a little more, not because of really just the amount of destruction, but just because of, well, it's really complicated. I mean, I was actually talking to Paul about this. Uh, lots, we're getting, the government here, people here are getting heavily criticized about response times, about giving care and distributing goods. Uh, 
I mean, we have been getting these things even within our uh, countrymen telling us or criticizing us. Why are you taking so long? Uh, please understand, we are an archipelago. Uh, I think we're one of the what one of two uh, countries that are archipelagos. Indonesia ourselves. Is there another one? Dubai doesn't count. I mean, they just make their own islands. That doesn't count. <laughs> and Oceania doesn't count because that's a that's a continent that's actually just made out of many tiny dots of islands. I mean, uh, we're an archipelago, so just the logistics of moving things around in a non-calamity state can already be difficult. Well, basically, think about it like this. In uh, in a country like the U.S. response, you could basically truck all your main goods. Those supplies being carried via aircraft and watercraft, those are that is, that is, you know, support. In In our case... The only way of transporting said goods is through aircraft and watercraft. We kept transporting them through trucks. Really difficult without the use of watercraft or aircraft. Yep, because you're just trapped within your island. And we have 7,107 islands. <laughs>